Hello, everybody. This is Jamie Keach from the Resource Insider Podcast, and we are doing what I am calling the quarantined edition. Uh, I am currently stuck at home for the next two weeks. I had a lovely trip skiing in France, and that turned out to be very bad timing. So now I'm stuck in my apartment, and I decided that we should take this time and do something productive instead of getting to the very bottom of Netflix. And I'm reaching out to a lot of the leaders whom I know in the mining industry that I rely on for advice and for perspective, especially in challenging times like this. And I thought I would share that with all you guys who routinely listen to this podcast. So it's going to be a little different than normal. It's going to be more about what's going on today. And they're going to be 20 to 30 minute episodes. And today on the podcast, we have someone whom I've known for a few years now and have grown to respect, and he's been on the podcast before, and it's George Solamis, the CEO of Integra. George, thanks for, for, for joining us today. Jamie, good afternoon. So I take it you are not in the Integra office at the moment. I am not. No, we, uh, we took the decision corporately to uh, start telecommuting essentially last Wednesday, and um, we also took took a few measures on site as well. We we figured we could try and get ahead of it if if last Wednesday is any measure of getting ahead of it, and um, it seems to be working out. I got to say this: to telecommuting seems to be working. I'm actually getting a lot more work done at home than I would ordinarily at the office. So, at Resource Insider, uh, for our members, we write a monthly report <clears throat> where we update everyone on our portfolio and what's going on in the space, and et cetera, et cetera. And I have sat down uh, every day for the last week to try to write that monthly report. And by the time I get halfway through it, things have changed so much that I basically scrap it and go back to the beginning. And things are, are extremely volatile and changing at an alarming rate right now. So keeping that in mind that whatever we talk about today could be entirely different tomorrow, what do you make about what's going on right now from the wider world perspective, and then maybe we'll talk about the impact that it's having on the mining uh, and gold industries in general. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the world at large has obviously become um, a uh, a scarier place. Obviously, I think you know what we saw this morning, certainly from our own government in Canada, the the measures that are being taken. Are, I think they're the right ones. I think we're going to see more of the same. Um, and uh, you're quite right; the situation is fluid. It's going to change by the day and the hour. So. Um, you know, I think I think this now is a great time to to basically abide by what needs to be done and you know flatten out that curve in terms of new infections is the new mantra and I think that that's that's wise. Um, in terms of the gold industry per se, I mean, it's, a lot of people have been scratching their heads, right, looking at looking at the the volatility in the, in the broader markets and saying, wow, what's what's up with gold? It's really not fulfilling its traditional role of safe haven. And uh, I've been getting a lot of questions from shareholders, like, what do you make of the, you know, the, the gold price literally dropping by $80 in a day when it should be flying through the roof? And, you know, we, we again, and I'm sure you've, everybody who's listening has read, read these, these blog posts before. This, when these financial crises hits, when they hit, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sell-off and it doesn't matter, you know, what it is, as long as it's liquid, it gets sold off. So, you know, Nothing that's happening now is is of any surprise to me. Um, you know, there are people getting margin calls. Uh, there are redemptions occurring um, in the in the in the funds that 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 own us. So it's it, no no surprise. Um, 
However, I do think when the dust settles, and the dust will settle from this, we'll get through it, gold's going to be the first stop for people who are liquid and have cash. I guess in a time like this, in a crisis, sort of everything correlates. And in this case, everything correlates to a sell-off. And so cash is pulling out of everything. And then whenever that is, whether it's in six weeks from now or six months from now, that money's going to be looking for a new home. And, you know, Frank Juster has talked about this extensively. Uh, A lot of other people have talked about this in the space, but gold probably is the obvious choice. And I guess the question is right now, and a lot of people that I've been talking to have this question, is now the time to start buying things? Is now the time to sort of sit and wait and see what's going on? And as you said, wait for the dust to settle? Or, you know, how are you managing this in your own life, in your own portfolio? Yeah. Um, you know, what I found, and, and actually this is my dad who used to say this all, you know, he'd come home and we'd be kids playing and he'd be coming home from the office. And, you know, he was he was a stock market participant. And, you know, I remember him saying, picking the bottom is a mugs game. Trying to pick the bottom is a mugs game. And, and uh, I never really fully understood what that meant until, you know, times like this. I think trying to pick a bottom here is, is, is it's, it's kind of pointless. Um, there will come a time to, to jump back in. That time might not necessarily be right now. Um, personally, what I'm doing is I've got my list of, of stocks that I've, I'm planning on jumping into at the right time. I've been buying Integra. Uh, other executives have been buying Integra. You'll see us on, you know, in insider filings to come. So now's the time to start thinking about things like that. Look at look at stocks that not only have been beaten up and everything's been beaten up, but look at stocks that you know, in stories that you know fundamentally where you you can see you know a, an automatic reaction once the the you know funds start to flow back into the resource sector and and gold um, and and take your picks and I'm I'm absolutely doing that right now. So to play the devil's advocate on that, do you think um, do you think it makes sense to be looking at companies? that are not cash flowing at this point, or given the sort of the steep discounts we're seeing across the market, should people be focused on the producers, the streamers, uh, that sort of thing that have, I mean, well, the one I think of the most right now, and it's a big position for me to disclose that, is Sandstorm Gold, right? They've been absolutely decimated over the last week or two. Yeah. And you know, this is a company that is extremely profitable, that has very little overhead, that has no capital costs ahead of them, uh, and you know are making money, and they're still seeing their share price slash to less than half. Yeah, in fact, Sandstorm's on my list of of, of the ten uh, for sure. I mean, it's it's been it's been beaten up like like a lot of other things, but there's no reason why you know that should not be one of the the, the stocks to recover. And I think just to your first question. The stocks to look for, the things that I'm looking at now, yes, the producers with cash flow who won't be adversely affected by what's going on now. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're in good uh, position. In fact, you know, this is a debate point I had with somebody else this morning was just wait one quarter, two quarters from now. Just wait. All these mining companies who did their reserve plans at the beginning of the year at 1250 gold, all of a sudden um, they're, they're staring at $1,500, $1,600 gold in terms of, of the, the, the cost input for the gold price that they're selling into. And so they're, they're making a lot of cash on that, on that basis. And boy, if you think they're making cash at 1500, wait till gold goes to 17 and 1800 or 2000, yeah. they'll be flush with cash. 
and, and, then, and then think about the fact that one of the, the major cost inputs for all of these miners is fuel, oil, you know, things that are, are oil-based. Yep. So think about the prospect of what that does to their margins. It makes them even better. So I think you'll have a lot of companies that will be flush with cash, will be in the, in the right position to, to, to sort of capture an, an audience. Again, maybe not this week, next week, but, but soon. I think that's coming. The other thing I look for as well is, you know, in, in and amongst the developers, the junior explorers, you know, look at look for a company that that has enough of a balance sheet in the treasury to weather a storm. And, you know, who knows how long that storm might be, but I'm kind of looking sort of 12 months out. Um, great segue into into telling everybody that, you know, Integra, thank Jesus Allah Buddha that we raised money in, uh, in December when we did. And so, yeah. you know, We've got a $30 million notional treasury that's sitting in front of us that we can weather a storm with. And, you know, companies like that are of value. So, I mean, if we look at it today, I'm just pulling this up now, we're trading right around $1,500 right now. So we're down from a high of $1,700, but we're probably also up. We are also up from, I think, about $1,300, which we were at a year ago, right? So we're still up 200 bucks overall. Um, you know, I, I was talking uh, on the Investing News Network about this the other week. There are a lot of companies that can make a lot of money at $1,500 gold. Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing this drawdown. But, I mean, I think we're actually still in quite a bullish environment for gold, even if, even if it doesn't go back to $1,700. Uh, I, would, I would agree, certainly agree with that. Um, again, there's been so much balance sheet cleanup in the, in the industry, certainly amongst the the more successful producers that you know, they, they were prepared to have really good margins, even at 12 and $1,300 gold. So just imagine what it's going to look like at $1,500 gold. Um, I think the setup is great. So do you have, you said you were preparing for a 12 month timeline. Do you have any, and again, I'll say, you know, this is obviously all speculation on our part, but do you have any feeling for, how long we're going to be in this situation? Is it going to last a quarter? Is it going to last a year? What are you, what are you kind of planning on? Is it 12 months? Well, I can't make a call on, on how long this, this is going to, this is going to last. I, you know, I suspect we're in it, you know, certainly for months. Um, we're, we, the way we are planning on site in terms of how we operate, um, things like consumables, for example, that we use on site routinely. So we're, we're, we've got a warehouse full of that stuff and we're ordering more just in case. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, of, you know, the studies that are ongoing, I mean, the beauty of being an explorer co or developer, uh, if, you know, an, an emerging developer, let's just call us for now. And an explorer co is a lot of the measures that, that cause our cash burn are completely with control it's it's a matter of you know it's it's drilling or, or, or not drilling that fixed burn of engineers in offices doing studies that we need to drive the project forward that can continue that's not likely to be affected in the near term if we need to batten down the hatches as an explore code it's it's very easy um, remember that like the expiration function it is by definition uh, uh, an industry or a business that you can do, you can provide for a lot of social distancing, right? We're in the yeah. field, you know, the, the, the drillers pick up their uh, core or drop off the core boxes. There's no human interaction there. Our techs and geologists pick up those core boxes, bring them to the shed 
and and you know we're in the in the vast wide open spaces of Idaho. So you know we can keep that going for a very long time without without an interruption. But have so, there have there been any adjustments on site to how things are done now, or are things more or less carrying on business as usual for Integra? Yeah, so we we have uh, weekly health and safety meetings on site where we you know we started um, we started to have uh, basically you know safety reminders and actually uh, weeks ago we started to instill this policy of you know frequent hand washing and the best preventative means. Now we now add that to you know, the notion of, of social distancing all non-essential uh, people on, on site who have been doing things like scanning, digitizing reports, compilation work, which, which they can do from home. We basically move to, to, to that procedure, but everything else is, is ongoing. Site maintenance, site management's ongoing. Um, that's not likely to be effective. Drilling for the time being is, is going pretty well. So, you know, for us it's status quo, but to, to answer your first question, how long is this gonna last? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my, feeling for that. And again, you know, I'm a mining engineer, I'm not an epidemiologist, so take it with a big grain of salt. But I feel in the next three to six months, we're going to see some sort of resolution one way or the other. And the reason I say that is because, you know, it's moving so quickly, it's growing so quickly, I feel like by that point, we'll have either found a way to contain it, or everybody will have had it. Uh, That's kind of my guess. But I mean, I don't know. I, I think I would have had a very different guess even a week ago. So it's hard to it's hard to say what will happen. It, it, it sure is. It sure is. Um, I, I just know, you know, we'll, we will as a society be much different when we emerge from all this for however long as it takes. And I think, you know, looking from the, the business side of what we do in the mining business, I think uh, I think it could be explosive. I agree. And, you know, that kind of leads me to one of the last things I wanted to ask you, which is you've lived and worked through financial crises in the past. Do you see any parallels here? Does this remind you of anything or is this an entirely new situation from your perspective? Yeah, well, the, certainly the, the, uh, the, the sell-off in gold in, o, in 08, I don't recall uh, how deep and pronounced it was, but it, it certainly was there. And, and the it took it took months for the shock to to work its way through the system. But again, when when you know the when the boom was back on, it was you know mining and certainly gold stocks and gold firms, right? It's, it was the it was the first port of call for investors once they started feeling a little bit better about their own portfolios. Um, so yeah, I do I do have some some recollection of that. I guess the other one too, um, you know, if you were in the business in the early two thousands, let's just say, and, and you. Uh, unfortunately, we're in the gold business, which had been under stress and fire for five years. You know, we had gold prices of 260 to $300 an ounce. Nobody was making any money. You know, all that money was flowing into the dot-com sector. Yep. And, uh, you know, we all know what, how that movie ended, right? That, that bubble exploded. And then all of a sudden, there was a rush of liquidity into the gold sector, gold and the gold sector. And uh, that was just the, the beginning of a, of a however long it was, 10, 10 year plus bull run, right? So yeah, this, this kind of does feel the same. All right. Well, George, I won't uh, take you too much longer. I know you've probably got a busy day in, <laughs> in quarantine there and lots of other people to talk to and things to do. But um, any last comments that you think people should know or be keeping in mind uh, before we say goodbye? Yeah, I think you know some advice to to the junior mining committee, the mining committee specific uh, community specifically. 
what's going on now is serious. There's no question that we all have to do our part to to uh, ensure that the spread just doesn't doesn't you know really really propagate uh, at a fast rate. But there are things that you can do as a junior miner. You don't need to sit still. You don't need to stay you know ensconced in your bunker basement bunker. You can still communicate to your shareholders. There are lots of things that you can do. For example, we're, we're we're contemplating doing a bit of a webinar for our shareholders later this week. What better time to get in front of your shareholders than when everybody's either watching, you know, Fox News, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, or they're looking at a computer screen? Why not take 15, 20 minutes of their time and just do a refresh on on what's going on in the company? Uh, yeah. And it costs nothing. And do you have any comments for you know, the investor that's actually sitting at home, locked in his house and staring, you know, at his portfolio and just seeing a sort of a never ending series of red going down it, which I think a lot of us are today. Uh, any comments for him? I, I mean, you're investing in a lot of different things. How are you handling this? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, look, I, some things I went to cash on early before all this uh, sort of started out. So I've got some dry powder to, to, to use, um, not tons, obviously. Um, but I would say, look, you know, as, as much as this, this situation makes you want to panic, don't panic, you know, panic selling right now just to, just, just to get out and go to cash. Um, if you're in the, in the, in the gold business specifically, I don't think it's the right one. Okay. Well, George, thank you very much for having a chat today and all the best with everything in Integra and in the next few weeks. Thanks, Jamie. Stay, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. All right. Take care. Take care.